Hi, this is Andrew Prallo, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Let's get to know you a little bit. When did you first start getting into composing? I started playing trumpet when I was nine. So that was my primary instrument growing up. But I started playing guitar when I was 11 and just playing in bands and stuff. And I really loved writing songs and music. And then coming from a classical background, that's when I realized, hey, I'd I'd love to start composing. In the middle of college, I started finally composing. I think junior year of college, I joined the composition studio. Where did you graduate? I graduated the previously called the SMP TV program for scoring for motion pictures and television. But now I think it's just called the film scoring graduate program. What was your first job out of grad school? My first job out of grad school was assisting Jeremy Zuckerman and Benjamin Wynn. I was their assistant on Kung Fu Panda, Legend of Awesomeness, and Legend of Korra for close to four and a half years. I worked for them. They taught me how to basically run a studio and to set up and organize for sessions and everything that you wouldn't think of knowing because writing music is only a small part of the job of being a poser. There's a lot more behind the scenes that's going on and how to communicate with people that you're working with and all that I learned from them. They were great teachers. Tell me about your experience with Outer Wilds. I was actually brought on very early. Alex and I had previously worked together. It was the year before on one of his other thesis projects, I believe it was. So this was the second time working with Alex. He asked me right at the beginning, before he even started developing, he was like, I have this idea and what kind of music should we approach? That's how we got into the banjo style and having like these folk instruments I was thinking it would be cool to have these songs that are very simple campfire tunes or things that are pretty easy to play but catchy and you can notice it right away within the first few seconds that it's unique. It's been a long time coming. Development cycle is very unique in that sense. So a lot of these themes are things that I wrote close to seven years ago and they evolved over time, which is really exciting since it plays a part in like how time works in the game. I love sci-fi and space operas. Absolutely. It's fun in games because a lot of time you're using your imagination since a lot of you might not even have art at the beginning. Like I remember with Outer Wilds, we're going just off of the idea of camping in space. Nothing had been really created yet. And since there were going to be these travelers with instruments, we kind of had to get the music going first before animating them and everything. What is it like since the game restarts in 20 minutes? Does your music continue to remain the same or does it change and evolve as each 20 minute period starts restarts? The music never changes throughout the game in that sense. There, depending on where you go, a lot of times when you're in the desolate areas of space, there is no music. So what we did was we approached it in the sense that whenever music is playing, something is happening or it's some sort of reveal or you're getting close to discovering something interesting or unique. Is there an Easter egg? There's an Easter egg in one of the compositions, but I, I don't want to give it away because we're hoping someone figures it out eventually. What is your mission in Outer Wilds? I mean, what are you collecting? What you're collecting is basically knowledge. When you 
talk to people or you discover a location in your ship log, it'll appear that you have found something and it'll help you solve this mystery that you're trying to figure out on why you exist, basically. It gets pretty existential on in the sense that there's this ancient know my race that no one really knows much about at the beginning. And you as a part of the Herthian race, you start off with knowing absolutely nothing. You just wake up at a campfire. The only way to figure out how to solve the mystery is by talking to people or going to locations that they might hint at. But no information is really spoon-fed to you. It's all about the sense of wonder and discovery in outer space. Sounds like a wonderful storyline. I really think the writing is brilliant. Kelsey Beecham was the writer on this project, and her and Alex worked together closely. Is there a place that people are going to be able to see commercials for this? You can watch the trailers online. There's three trailers out, and there's a lot of game reviews out now. So that'd probably be the best way to find out about it. Is the product out now for people to purchase? It's on Xbox One Store, and it's also on the Epic Games Store for PC. It released June 1st. It's available everywhere, and the, the soundtrack is available for streaming on all streaming platforms or for purchase on the iTunes Store. What other projects are you working on right now? Right now, Mark Petrie and I are writing some more trailer music to get licensed and we should be having a recording session coming up in October or so. I've really been kind of writing for that. When Mark and I work together, a lot of times what I'll do is create a lot of ambient soundscapes and just really unique textures, very similar to some of the ambiences in Outer Wilds, but also different because it's like a different style of music almost. I have that in the works and then the other projects, I'm still under NDA, so. Oh, that's exciting. That sounds like you guys are just getting started. Who inspires you and which scores do you love? Oh, I'd say my favorite composer is probably Johan Johansson. I got into his music back when he released um, an album called How He Left Fordlandia. Hearing that, and then also it was around the time where Max Richter came out with the Blue Notebooks. Hearing those two albums, it was just so, so different how they approached minimalism in the modern era, kind of like stimming off of people like Philip Glass, but they were writing this stuff and creating all these records that were just composition albums. And after hearing their use use of texture and simple motifs really made me realize that it was something I loved in music and the bands I listened to. And hearing this ambience pushed forward through modern composition was incredibly inspiring to me. Of course, like, I mean, growing up as a trumpet player, I love people like Aaron Copeland and playing those huge brass sections. So that stuff growing up with was really fun as well. I love stuff like when Miles Davis was in the blue era, just how simple and how thoughtful he was in his solos and how calm all that was, was also really inspiring to me. What is a piece of music that you are very proud of? That I'm very proud of? Besides the Outer Wilds soundtrack, I'd say um, I'm really proud of the score I did for Eclipse Edge of Light. It's a game that came out in 2017 and the score was released last year, but I was able to craft some very unique textures in that game and I'm really proud of it. It's also another sci-fi game. I mean, I love sci-fi, so it's been really exciting to be able to create all these ambient guitar textures and then write music around it and everything. Are there any particular statements from any teachers that have you had or mentors in your life that their words resonate with you? I'd say the most important thing I found, and I think the best lesson I ever learned in undergrad was the story that 
one of our professors told us where he said, and we would do this at the beginning of every class for five to 10 minutes. And he would say, close your eyes. And then he'd say, imagine that you're in an apartment. And then he'd say, now, while imagining that, imagine like, are you lying on a bed? Are you sitting down? And then while imagining those two things, he said, now imagine what the material of your bed is made out of. And just adding on and on, like, are there birds outside chirping? And it was just like this basically exercise in imagination. And that is really how I compose. Like, I just kind of think about it for a long time until I have like a clear picture of what I want to do. And a lot of times that might come from inspiration from just the simple texture I make or some sort of drone or just like improvising on the piano, just simple melodies, but also while in my head, like thinking what else can be crafted around this to create like a large textured sound. Oh, he, he always would say like practice this every day, even like maybe before you go to bed. I and mean, it's just an exercise in imagination and learning how to craft things before even starting on it. What do you think would be your ideal composing gig at this time? Oh, I, I mean, I guess one of my dream gigs would be to do an episode of Black Mirror or to just more, more sci-fi games like that approach things in a very humanistic way. And I think that's why I love Black Mirror so much because it's very sci-fi, but also could happen. And it's about like human existence and human emotion. Which musician would you like to collaborate with? I think it would be incredible to collaborate with a band called This Will Destroy You. It's a post-rock band that I've been listening to for many years. They vary their sound so much from album to album, and their last record was just incredible from last year. Yeah, that would probably be one of my top choices. That or the lead singer from a band called American Football named Mike Kinsella. Um, I've been following that band for a long time, and I just think he's an incredible songwriter and musician. You know, it's really interesting guitar parts. Both of those bands are very varied musicians and have a lot of projects going on. Yeah, it would be incredible. Even doing like string arranging or something for them would be really fun. How large of a group have you worked with when it comes to composing, like when you get the orchestrational group in the room? The biggest one was definitely when Mark Petrie asked me to write on one of his trailer records and do some co-composing with him. We recorded at Abbey Road with like a huge, we recorded it in stripes, which basically means we have a section at a time. So we ended up with like, like a 35 to 40 piece string section and like a 20 piece brass section. And then even for one of the tracks that he, one of the tracks that he composed by himself, he ended up with getting like a 50 piece choir, I think on top of that. That whole Abbey Road session was like the biggest I'd ever worked with by far. Should composers try to reflect in their music the truth of their natures and their visions? I think it depends on if you're writing a conceptual record or a project. Like working on Outer Wilds, what you're doing is trying to imagine a different world that's disconnected from yourself and jumping into the minds of those characters and seeing how they emote. But I've seen composers approach it in a very personal way. I think that comes through with songwriting a lot more. People like Johan Johansson will approach a record with an intent to focus on some sort of subject. I've been working on my own music and I'm trying to approach it in a very realistic way in a sense that it has to do with myself, I guess, maybe experiences I've had. But yeah, there's a lot of ways to approach composing. I don't say I don't think there's any one way to do it. What's the biggest problems that you've had to overcome so far? I'd say with Outer Wilds, the trickiest thing was approaching the figuring out a way to connect like the know my music with the Perthian music and the quantum music, but having them feel incredibly different 
but luckily we had enough time to really fine tune it to where the Herthians emote through modern day instruments. The Nomai emote through their sense of technology. It's very tonal. So when you're exploring their ruins and things, you're getting a sense of their emotions through, like, for example, their Nomai Skype has a very unsettling feeling. And then the quantum music was a lot less textural, but, but still more tonal and very muted. So finding ways to combine those three things and making them feel fluid, I'd say was the biggest challenge throughout that project. Now that you're starting to get noticed, how are you interacting and responding to your fans? I respond to everyone as quickly as possible. I try to respond by the end of the day, especially with emails. It's, that's the easiest since it'll be sent right to me. On Twitter, I try to respond to everyone who's excited about the music too. And then Instagram, I'm on there all the time. Especially if people contact me on Instagram, I'll always respond and say, at least say thank you or depends on like how long the message is. Sometimes it'll be someone's like, I love the music. Thanks so much for writing it. But other times people will send me like a little story about their experiences within the game. And that's always very exciting. I still can't believe it. Did you ever deal with performance anxiety? I do still at times. I definitely had a lot of performance anxiety for playing trumpet in orchestra because you're just heard so well. I'd say I still get a little nervous during shows. Sometimes I'll sub in for bands as a guitarist and that's a lot easier since I'm not playing my own music. I still do like looping shows and things like that. Like, yeah, I actually did a concert last year at a really small venue in LA called Lot One, which no longer exists, sadly. I actually played a lot of guitar and drum arrangements for Outer Wilds before it was released and for Eclipse Edge of Light. And then for another project I worked on called Holding On, it was made for high school kids to kind of teach them about mental illness. It was right around the time that that indie film came out. So I played like selections from that and Outer Wilds and Eclipse Edge of Light. I was a little nervous for that, but once you start playing, all those nerves really go away. It's more of the build up to starting that always catches me off guard. What advice would you have for someone who wants to follow in your footsteps? Network have a pretty decent online presence, whatever that means to anybody. For me, it meant to make sure I have like a website that is updated and easy to go to. And I try to be very social on Instagram just because I love posting guitar textures. And like, there's a pretty cool ambient guitar scene on Instagram and everyone kind of messages each other and gets excited about new things and guitar pedals and all that and compositions people are working on. And then networking in real life, there's a place in LA and actually all over the world that my friend Jonathan Hawkins runs called the Game Dev Drink Up. And it's just for game developers to go and hang out and like have a beer together. Going to that, I've met, made so many good friends. It's just so exciting to like be able to hang out with people on a personal level and then collaborate on game projects together also. So going to networking events like that, where you get to meet people that are working on cool projects or meeting other creatives or other composers or musicians. I go to a lot of live music too. Like I try to go to as many concerts as I can. And it's always fun to meet people there that are listening to the same thing you are. How do you balance your music with your other obligations? I mean, I write music full time, so it's kind of scheduling around the deadlines for the projects, keeping organized and keeping everyone informed and responding to emails as soon as possible. And also connecting with uh, project leads or people I'm writing with. Yeah, it's all about organization and sending things on time and really just trying to create something new and fresh, starting from ground zero, really, on each project. Each project is always so unique. It's always a very intimidating but exciting time when you're opening up like a new world pretty much through sound.
Have you done both created the music before seeing the end result of the film or genre or have you done music after as well? I've done music after as well, especially when you're scoring the picture. It's always you're scoring afterwards, but a lot of times in pre-production for films, I put together usually like a suite of music or something so they can at least have a good idea of where we can take it. And that way, once we're scoring the film and we have some themes developed instead of just starting from scratch, for video games, it always starts off just using our imaginations. From there, like, you'll start to get artwork later on down the line. As they're kind of level designing, there'll be concept artists working on ideas so that way you have at least a sense of where it's going to head. I always try to ask the creative director, I'm like, if you have any idea of what the color palette is going to be, that always helps me out a lot. But mostly it's just talking about color palettes and emotions. And then towards the end of Outer Wilds, I was able to see everything going on. But by then, we had already almost finished the music and had developed all the themes. What would be a good holiday for you? Ooh, I've, I've always wanted to go to Iceland. There's an incredible ambient music scene there. I've always wanted to go there for the music. Johan Johansson is from Iceland, and the band called Sigur Rós is from Iceland that I really love a lot. And there's quite a lot of independent musicians and composers that live around that area. There must be some magic there. Another person from Iceland, Hildur Guanitador. Oh, she's, she's incredible. She worked closely with uh, Johan Johansson a lot, actually. She just did the score for, like, Chernobyl. She's actually one of my favorite composers currently. It sounds like she is definitely somebody you would like to collaborate with one day. It would be amazing to collaborate with her if I ever had the opportunity. I know she's doing, I believe, the new Joker film as well. It's going to be incredible. She also did a really cool ambient collaboration with a drone metal band called Sun O. Their latest record is called Life Metal, and she plays cello on that, too, and it was really cool. I really look up to her. She writes amazing music. When do your ideas come to you? I think a lot of time when I'm not at home, really. Like, it's, I mean, experiencing life and trying to capture th those emotions through soundscapes and simple ideas that can be incredibly effective is really what I aim for through a uh, human existence and living and being alive, whether it's good experiences or bad experiences. Are you working on some personal projects then? I've been working on a like a composition record very similar to my heroes like Johan Johansson and Max Richter, how they'll approach a concept and try to craft an album out of that. So I'm trying to finalize that. Hopefully I said it's like half written at this time. I'm trying to get close to 45 minutes of music finished. And I have the whole concept crafted out. I'm really excited about it. It's about veils and being veiled. If you have one message you want to give to your fans, what would it be? Thanks so much for the support. I had no idea that I really loved the game, but after working on it for seven years, it's hard to know what you're doing. For the people that were reaching out to me and emailing me and just telling them how the music had helped them through a tough time in life or things like that. And that's why what I wanted to do in the first place when I first got into writing music. So it's just been extremely overwhelming and just incredible that people connect with this music so much. I had no idea that this would happen and that I'd be doing interviews and things like this. It's just completely incredible. The past few weeks have been wonderful. It's been incredible seeing the Spotify plays go up and that more and more people are finding out about the score is amazing. I, I honestly can't believe it. It's like a dream come true that this music has been resonating with people so well. So I'm just incredibly grateful that the reception has been this great, even over the just for the game being out for a couple weeks.
Hi, this is Andrew Prallo, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.